Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I think a lot of people believe white supremacy is White supremacy is just when a white person doesn't like a black person, but that's just prejudice. In America, white supremacy is a system that promotes whiteness and white maleness specifically and white Christian maleness specifically over everyone else. But it's also just people who feel like they have no responsibility for racism in this country because they never personally own slaves. America today, because of the Black Lives Matter movement and CNN giving them a megaphone of hatred, is like Cambodia in the 1970s or Germany in the 1930s where the Jews were vilified as a matter of form. In San Francisco, a wonderful curator of a museum of modern art who, according to those who worked with him for many years, didn't have a racist bone in his body, was fired because during a meeting he said, yes, I will also continue to collect the work of white people. They called him a racist and a white supremacist. This is like Cambodia in the 1970s, Germany in the 1930s. What I want to do for you right now on the Savage Nation is talk about some real tragedies instead of the fake leftist grievances that are being megaphoned by CNN, MSNBC, and the other vermin on the left, which will lead to a civil war in this country or worse if they are not stopped, and they will not be stopped. But you have to stand up to this big lie. You must stand up. You must stand up for yourself and for your children and for the nation. We cannot permit this big lie that any white person is a racist and every white person is a white supremacist. This has to stop. It has to stop and it's going to start right here if it has to start anywhere. So let's talk about real tragedies instead of fake leftist grievances. Okay. Yesterday, I had the pleasure of meeting a gentleman who has many, many years working in the uh, police world, SWAT team, medic, you name it. He's been on the front lines in some of the worst neighborhoods in America. And we got to talk about philosophy, God, things like that. And he told me some stories. Told me when he was a child in the Bronx of New York, there was an old woman in the neighborhood, I don't know her name, we'll call her Mrs. Schwartz. She was an old woman and she had a mark on her left arm, not a tattoo, but a mark. And he would ask his mother, what's that mark on Mrs. Schwartz's arm? And they never told him. And then one day he said, I found out what the mark on her left arm was on her left shoulder. The mark was that she was a a young girl in uh, one of the European nations overrun by the Nazis. The Nazis came into the village, killed all the men, killed all the children, and left all the women alive. They threw them into a pit. Then they raped all the girls, threw her in the pit, covered her with dirt. Then they killed who was ever left, threw them in the pit, and left them overnight. And the same Mrs. Schwartz, who I'm talking about, in the Bronx, eventually crawled out of the pit, one of the only two have lived, crawled out from the earth, crawled out from the blood, crawled out from the dead people around her, and ran into the forest where she was rescued, so to speak, by Russian partisans, the communists in the woods, who then raped her as well. That's what they did with all of the people that they rescued. The girls were raped, but they saved her life. They treated the wound. She became a partisan herself and a fighter. She survived World War II. She moved to New York. She got married. She had a family. She had grandchildren, but that's a real tragedy. That's not a Karen of the left. That's not a person talking about a grievance that he himself has never experienced, the fake grievance, in other words. We'll call that the death pit grandma story, if you want to remember it. Are you ready for another one? Well, I'll take you now, not from the Holocaust, because you're going to dismiss that. 
Let's go to the Bay Area of San Francisco. Another story I heard from this SWAT team member, one that never made it to the San Francisco Chronicle, just as the picture of the man who was arrested for the murder of the tech CEO in New York, you know, the one who cut him up with a saw and put him in a bag. You can't find a picture of the perpetrator, can you? Well, you can. We searched for it. We found that we put it on michaelsavage.com. Why? Because we are in the news business. Why are those in the news business covering up the murderer? Why? Because everyone's living in fear right now of those supremacists who are not white. So here's a little story from the East Bay of California of not too many years ago. Two Orthodox Jewish families were celebrating Sabbath to welcome God into their homes with their children. And they were praying, getting ready for their Sabbath meal. One of the women was eight months pregnant. Two youths or two teens from a neighboring community had just stolen a car and crashed it into a pole. And they were going door to door trying to get into a house to see if they get keys to another car. This house was celebrating the Sabbath. And as is their custom, they leave their door unlocked on the Sabbath for some stupid reason. I don't know what it was. Maybe they feel they feel God will protect them. Well, I guess God was asleep that night because the two teens came into that house where these kind, gentle, pious people were celebrating God, and they asked for the keys to the car. Well, the men complied. They gave them the key to their car. Well, the two teens then looked around and said, you know, now we want everything you have. They made them give them all their money, their watches, their jewelry. But the two teens were not satisfied yet. They decided to rape the women. They took the two women, including the pregnant woman, down into the basement And one of the pious women begged them and said, why don't both of you rape me and please leave her alone? She's pregnant. Can I end the story right there? Because it never made it to the newspaper. Because the vermin in the newspaper business are covering up the tragedy that is occurring right in front of our eyes. And now to add insult to injury, they're reversing the whole history of the country right now. Reversed upside down. It's like living in Cambodia in the 1970s before the Mountain of Skulls or in Germany in the 1930s when Jews were being vilified the way white males are being vilified right now in America by some of the most vile people in the history of America. And they're given podiums on CNN as though what they say is true. So we have this creep that they put on CNN, never heard of him, who says that white supremacy describes people who think they're off the hook because they never owned slaves. I'll say to you, go to hell. I'm an immigrant son. Every dime I have, I worked for you, bum. And just because you can't compete on an even level, you're not going to get what's mine because you demand it. And I want everyone in America to say the same thing to them. Don't let them put you into a mountain of skulls with their big lie about white supremacy. Okay, let's stop right there. Go to something nice and light now. The once great Smithsonian Institute has gone full Marxist. They've declared that the nuclear family, science, Christianity, are all part of oppressive whiteness. How many years have I told you when you let the dummies into these institutions who cannot compete because they don't have the IQ or the training, they're going to say that science itself is a a form of uh, oppression? How much can this nation take of this big lie? According to the infographic at the Smithsonian, whiteness includes cultural aspects like rugged individualism and the family structure, including the nuclear family, the husband as the breadwinner, and the wife as a homemaker. That's white supremacy. Then they say an emphasis on the scientific method method is because of whiteness. They say that objective, rational, linear thinking is a part of whiteness and racist so in other words if you want to descend into the world of tribalism no inventions no food supply uh i don't even know where this is going to end unless it's stopped right now with people standing up and saying you're full of crap why don't you just compete on an equal level instead of lying about racism why don't you stop screaming racism in a crowded nation and go out and prove yourself some way instead of screaming about people you can't compete with that's what it's going to take is standing up and saying about enough of this garbage We're living in a very dangerous time in the United States of America where the big lie is being told over and over again, over and over again. 
And very few people are standing up to the men who run CNN, the evil men who run CNN and MSNBC, should not give platforms to this big lie. Living in very dangerous times. So where is God? Where has God gone in America? Whatever happened to God? You know, I don't know if a man or a woman on earth, not even an atheist or a communist, who hasn't explored this question of where's God? I would say that even the leftists who listen to my show purely to mock me afterwards have at some point in their lives thought about God. It amazes me that people won't even talk about it anymore. They're afraid or ashamed to show their vulnerability to this higher power. They don't want to reveal that they are not all-powerful themselves. Everyone wants to act like a demigod. Everyone is a demigod. Everyone's a star behind their bars. Everyone takes a picture of themselves on Instagram and they're instant demigods. Are faith and reason gone? Where is faith anymore? Where is reason? Who has taken over this country? Where has the satanistic mentality come from and how does it end? I don't have an answer to that. But I have an answer to the fact that survival is necessary and the only way to survive is standing up to the Hitlerians who are out there disguised as looking for racial equity. The greater catastrophe is coming that you can't even imagine unless you stand up individually. You know, um, I read this morning in a place, uh, a publication called The Week by a writer named Mr. Linker. And he was writing about the catastrophe of the coronavirus and what it's done to the economy. And he projected ahead, as I have done in his own way, where he says, now imagine a nation in which the ranks of the unemployed grow every week for months on end, constantly provoked by its president, which is a lie. See, they're blaming Trump for everything now. If you open up the newspaper thing, 80% of the stories is how bad Trump is and how Trump caused the collapse of the West and how every white person is a, a racist. But he had to throw that in there. But his, his point is, is that once the economy really starts to tank with waves of bankruptcies and layoffs, a flood of evictions leading to a huge increase in homelessness, a bigger wave of urban crime than we've already seen, foreclosures that push banks to the brink and erase the equity of homeowners and a belated stock market crash that wipes out the retirement funds of half the country. I believe that will happen or could happen no matter who wins the election. How do you like that? See, it does not matter who wins this election on one level which is this economic catastrophe that they've been putting off with the uh, pumping of money, printing of money. The Weimar Republic is just around the corner. We are living on a false economy, a fake economy. And eventually you have to pay the piper. The leftists don't understand that. They think that money grows on trees because they don't usually work for a living. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. You know, it's been reported that Americans are overpaying on car insurance by over $21 billion. But searching for a better deal can take hours and typically results in a barrage of unwanted spam calls. Until now, thanks to TheZebra.com. TheZebra.com is the nation's leading car insurance comparison site because it's the only place you can compare quotes side-by-side side from over 100 different providers, and then you choose the best one for yourself in 90 seconds or less. But, you know, there's a plus. They will never sell your information to the spammers, so you won't get all those unwanted calls or emails. You just answer a few questions on a simple, fast form, and they find you the best rates and coverage in your state. TechCrunch calls the Zebra Kayak for Auto Insurance. The best part is that it's completely free. You can save up to $670 a year using thezebra.com. Now, look, with states reopening and people back on the road, the Zebra is committed to making sure you're covered at the lowest price possible. How much can you save on car and home insurance? Listen carefully. Go today and start saving at thezebra.com slash savage. That's thezebra.com slash savage. That's T-H-E-Z-E-B-R-A dot com slash savage. T-H-E-Z-E-B-R-A dot com slash savage. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. 
clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. We now have fewer people in our jails than any time since World War II. And we are safer for it and better for it. That's de Blasio, who is a, a, I don't know, he's a serial liar, a psychopath. There's no convictions in New York anymore for any crime. You could rape a person in public and the judge will throw the case out. No bail in New York City. And he says we have fewer people in our jails than any time since World War II. Sure, because you're not convicting anyone. And then you're letting them out of jail, you moron, you. Why don't you ask the residents of the city whether they feel safer, you big liar? Victory for, for, a Sam, for New York City? It's unbelievable to me. Hating the police like this leads to a situation that you can only imagine. That you could only imagine. You know, I went for a break during the break here on the show. And there's a bread I like, a sweet baguette from a certain bakery. So I'm going to open the package. I look at this. I wonder how a bread is made. I'm not a baker. I always get bread without sugar. Ingredients, organic, unbleached wheat flour, malted barley flour, water, sea salt, and yeast. And I think about the communists. I think about the racists who are putting down a particular race in this country with impunity and getting away with it. They couldn't even make a bread. There will be no bread in this country. They wouldn't even know how to make a bread. Do you understand what I am talking about? Let's go to the highest level of technical feats. Let's say the Apollo launch, our rockets, and things like that. What if you start putting people into engineering schools who can't even add? What would you wind up with? You wind up, what would you wind up with? Look at Harvard. That's what you'll wind up with. You'll wind up with studies in nothing. Studies and subjects that have no meaning whatsoever, and they'll call themselves Nobel Prize winning geniuses because another communist gave them an award somewhere in Switzerland, in, in Norway, or Sweden, whatever. It doesn't matter to me where it's from. It's Sweden. So who's going to create the technology if you get people into these engineering schools who can't add? Well, I don't know an answer to that one. And by the way, while we're talking about that, who started that fire on that Navy ship, the Bonhomme Richard, last week? That was swept out of the news pretty quickly, right? This is going to a different topic. A ship caught fire, and it was under repair, and they're saying they don't know what caused the, the, the fire. Then they said, well, it was under repair, and it was cardboard boxes. I don't believe it for a minute. I believe the Navy is being destroyed from within, and I also believe it was sabotaged by the Chinese, this is the third or fourth carrier that is now inactivated in the United States. Do you know that? The Bonhomme Richard was an interesting, interesting ship. I was on it during Fleet Week. It's not, a, not specifically an aircraft carrier, but it can launch F-35 jets. And it's under repair and it catches fire in the yard. Unheard of. Sabotage. In any other time in American history, this would be seen for what it is. And the Naval Investigative Service would probably have had the culprit by now. But because of the fear, like the police, the fear of arresting the culprit, there will be no satisfying investigation. We'll never find who burnt that ship. Never. The country is in grave danger. Now I'll, I'll go on to something more pleasant in a few minutes. Not. Michael Savage, a host like no other. It is a beautiful Friday for those of you who are collecting welfare from the government, all you fake conservatives who um, have fake colleges under your name who got millions of dollars and make believe that you're against the welfare state. What a shame you have. How do these people get away with it and still have an audience? How can a person call themselves a conservative and the next day collect money, one to two million dollars? This You can't believe this. I got the names up on michaelsavage.com, and I say to them, go to hell, all of you. Now you understand why I consider myself an independent and why I'm reviled in the media, left and right, because independents, by the way, are very rare, very few between, very few and far between are the independents. You got people out there who have been professing they're against the welfare state, that they're for looted government, smaller government. They lined up with their greasy little palms, jumped over the cafe hedge, 
with they're having a double cap cappuccino to grab that that PPP money as fast as they could. Then they went back on the air, back on the radio, back to their uh, television show, screaming about limited government. I'm against welfare. They lined up for the money. What a shame. What a shame. Then you've got people prominent in the media with many lemmings following them who are insisting that the virus is a hoax. The entire virus is a hoax. Now, we all know it's overhyped by the media, but the lemmings are starting to believe that the virus is not a threat, that uh, it's nothing. It's not even as dangerous as the flu to the lemmings now. And it's a conspiracy of the media and the Dems to get Trump. This is one of the most, I don't know, irresponsible things I've ever heard in my entire life. Do you actually think every nation on earth got together for this conspiracy to destroy Trump? It's a conspiracy of every nation on earth. So Russia has cases. China has cases. Bad cases out of control. And they're all in a conspiracy to destroy Trump, according to the to the religious fanatics on the right. So this is where we're coming. What, what it's coming down to the tragedy of of a belief system on the left about white supremacy, a fantasy. Then a fantasy of a belief system on the right of a conspiracy to destroy Trump, that everything on earth is being done to destroy Trump by every nation. This is the, the terrible times we're living in. There seem, reason itself seems to have gone up in smoke. It's gone out the window. Meanwhile, you've got a punk kids, 13, 14, 15 years old, stoned out of their mind, burning cities down. And you say, well, when are they still doing it? Well, in Portland, they took over a good portion of that be- once beautiful city. These are the violent anarchists who are screaming that they're high on, uh, I don't know what the drug was they're using. They say we're high on ADHD and I don't know, some kind of drug, cat, I think. So the police don't do anything because the city's run by a terrorist in Portland. The mayor himself is a leftist terrorist. That's who they elected. Some skinny jerk became the mayor of that city who runs Portland the same way they run that fake uh, area they took over. So Trump warned them that he would use the federal forces to take back that portion of Portland unless the city did it itself. So the city of Portland supports these punks breaking windows, beating people up. So finally, Trump has enough and he sends in unmarked cars to remove these violent anarchists off of Portland streets. And they go crazy. They claim Trump is a fascist. They scream at the, the, the police who are arresting them. I have to ask you something. Do you approve or disapprove of the feds using unmarked cars to remove the violent anarchists from the streets of Portland? I approve 100%. 100%. 100%. And I would say that they should now arrest the ACLU and throw them in jail with them. Because I've had enough with this unelected group of terrorists with law degrees in the anti-Christian Liberty Union. I had enough of them. The police were completely destroyed in Portland. So these punk kids are high on drugs, started to cause mayhem and took over a portion of the city. Trump said, I'm going to I'm going to do it. And he did it. He should get credit for this. He just saved Portland, Oregon from itself. But he doesn't get the credit. Instead, now they're calling him a fascist dictator here. So you'd rather have the punks breaking windows, beating people up, destroying lives and property than law and order. What does that tell you who you are? What does that tell you who you are? Is there a psychologist listening to the show can explain how this nation can survive with a liberalism that has become so demented and detached from reality? I don't know how it can. By the way, the phone number here is 855-407-282. It's the Savage Nation. It is a talk show. I've mentioned several important topics. I can't recall all of them. But uh, if you care to comment on any of them, how about the myth of white supremacy? How about the myth of uh, oppressive whiteness? How about the myth of uh, whatever they're calling it now? How about this constant brainwashing and this war against white people? Have you had enough of it? Aren't you worried about it? That these, these people are getting up on CNN and spouting such hatred for a race, which is pure racism? To speak with such a broad brush about an entire race is racism. How do you feel about that? No comment? Afraid to even talk on talk radio? Portland protesters accuse federal agents of making arrests in unmarked vehicles. Good for them. Good for them!
Now take the mayor in while you're at it. <clears throat> take the ACLU with them. Put them in the cages with, the, with them and send them all to Gitmo as far as I'm concerned till this is over. The cities need a, a, a relief from these, these, these terrorists. Shathrusby Ginsburg says she has cancer again. Why is she still on the Supreme Court? Her mind is addled from the drugs she's on. If you're suffering from liver cancer, you're on a major number of drugs. You can't think clearly in pain, God. It's terrible. She's in pain. She's on pain medication. She's on uh, anti-tumor medication. She can't think clearly. Why is she back on this? Why is she still on the Supreme Court? Now, you know what I think of her. She never should have been appointed to the Supreme Court. She is the most evil personage that has ever been on the Supreme Court. She was the head of the ACLU legal division. Do you understand that she was not qualified to be on the Supreme Court? You cannot take somebody from an extremist organization and put them on the Supreme Court. Look what she's done to this nation for these 30 some odd years. Okay, but she's been there and she was ushered in 98 to 2 thanks to the Republican cowards. The same type we have now. They're afraid of saying one word against this communist leftist woman at the time. So here she's now dying of cancer. Terrible thing. Liver cancer. Terrible, terrible disease. Nobody ever survives liver cancer. You can't survive it. So she's on major pain meds. She's on major chemotherapy. And she's still on the Supreme Court. Why? Why? Because her hatred, her visceral hatred for everything that you believe in is so strong it overrides the human condition. A normal person would have retired to be given the, the proper care until she passes. You don't stay in a job if you're that sick. Nobody does. Nobody on earth would do it unless they're driven by some demonic force. And, of course, Trump would then get to appoint the next Supreme Court justice. Can you imagine that? Of course, there's not enough time for it. Could you imagine what would go, go on here with one more? Uh, not that it matters much, but the ones he appointed all turn out to be crypto-communists anyway, crypto-socialists, leftists, all quizzlings. The Roberts, another great, great conservative, Roberts. Okay, so it almost doesn't matter. Phone number is 855-400-7282. And a lot of you are calling. I know you have experienced a lot of this stuff out there. Please, if you missed my opening of the show, I read about two real tragedies instead of the fake leftist grievances. Please don't forget those stories. I call one the death pit grandma who crawled out of the death pit and then the rape of the religious Jewish woman in Richmond, California by teens that was not reported by the newspapers run by the most craven, psychopathic leftist scum in the history of the world here in the Bay Area. There's not a newspaper left. You know, I was looking at the circulation of the once decent San Francisco Chronicle. And when I first moved here, there were two newspapers. There was the Chronicle and the Examiner. And they were good B-plus news, B, B newspapers, B, B-plus. And they were fun to read. They were fairly well balanced. I enjoyed them. Now they can't even give the Chronicle away. They got guys in, in, they used to have them in malls with stacks of the paper saying, would you like a Chronicle? Would you like a Chronicle? Remember, Ryan? Take a Chronicle, take two, take five. They couldn't give it away. People didn't even want the newspaper. So you look at the circulation numbers. And the number says 163,000 a day. Now, of course, as you well know, newspapers overprint, number one, and then they give newspapers away to boost the circulation to charge more money for ads for fools who think that anyone's going to read it. So they charge rates that are off the charts. It's 163,000, they say, daily circulation. So what's the real number? I don't know. I would say half that of people who actually read the thing, maybe less than that. I don't know how many they print, how many actually are read. So let's say it's 100,000 a day. So I said, you know, that's not a lot. My little website, michaelsavage.com, has about the same circulation as that newspaper. Do you know that? Just think about that. Just think about how the world has changed that a little website where all I do is aggregate and post some stories. Occasionally, I'll put an original article on. Uh, most of the time, it's just linked to other articles. And the thing I like most are pictures. My website specializes in pictures. A lot of people don't like pictures. I, I do like pictures because I grew up reading newspapers that had pictures. Daily News, Daily Mirror, I love them. I love pictures in newspapers because a lot of it's fiction anyway. It's like reading a comic book. I used to like Superman comics, Donald Duck comics, and the newspapers. They were all to, equal to me. You know, I would switch from Donald Duck 
to Superman comics to the Daily News. It was all about the same. Nothing's really changed. I'll be right back. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Welcome back to the Savage Nation. A lot to talk about. The sacking of our cities by the invading armies of the left, being swept under the rug under the guise of racial justice. Youth who mimic the Cambodian experience of the uh, Red Scarves, the Khmer Rouge, who began by saying they only wanted social justice in Cambodia. And first they seized the guns at checkpoints. Guns, guns, guns. Always the guns. If Biden and that communist witch Warren should win, they will go after the Second Amendment as quickly as you can say Michael Savage. And that will be the war to end all wars. Because if they take your guns, they will take you next. I was reading about the Roman Empire's last stand and how the cities were sacked. And once the cities were sacked, the first thing they did was destroy landmarks, frescoes, and statues. Landmarks, frescoes, and statues. So they knock over Columbus, Ulysses S. Grant. Doesn't matter who it is. You understand it's just a symbol of our history. It's not really Columbus that they were mad at with the indigenous story. It's the fact that it's a piece of our history, one of our landmarks, one of our frescoes and statues like in ancient Rome being sacked by the American left. Now, don't think the police couldn't stop many of these college girls, these hysterical college girl witches. The wearing of the, the plastic masks now and shields. They're dressed like, like for war. Do you understand that they're dressed for war in these cities now? Your daughter probably has a full body armor somewhere in her basement. Your little leftist daughter that you brainwashed into thinking she was a social justice warrior who doesn't really know human history, doesn't understand the real tragedies instead of the fake leftist grievances. She was spoon-fed probably by you, her mother, or you, her father, about the fake grievances that don't exist. Think of the death pit grandma I told you about or the rape of religious Jews in Richmond, California by teens unreported by the vermin in the San Francisco media. So Trump finally sends in unmarked police cars, unmarked federal cars, federal agents, and they arrest these skinny rats, these drugged up skinny rats who start to scream, who are you? Who are you? Give us your shield number. Who are you? The empowered college girls wearing the face mask and the goggles. I like to ask her who she is. Who is she by day? Instead of the rioter at night, who is she? Which university did she work for? Which agency of the federal or state government does she work for? Which member of the ACLU or other legal group does she really work for? Those are the linchpins to the survival of this nation, President Trump. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Here's a little story for all of you who believe BLM is not run by white communists and perverts. This just came out. BLM organizer charged on six counts of child sex abuse, possession of images of underage girls, and he's a skinny white liberal punk. Christopher DeVries, you know the type, don't you? Has a little nice smiley face, scraggly beard, eyeglasses. Leader of Black Lives Matter defund the police protest that he called skate away the hate has been arrested on six counts of possession of child sex abuse images. DeVrie, a resident of Jackson, New Hampshire, served on the Municipal Budget Committee for the town of Conway in the Granite State. 
Let's see. He was also charged for falsifying physical evidence after he threw his cell phone from his porch when law enforcement arrived. Now you understand, by the way, do you understand who is behind the defund the police movement? That's not all oppressed uh, minorities. A lot of them are actual criminals, drug dealers, perverts, etc. The child abuse images allegedly show underage girls either in lewd exhibition of private parts or engaging in sexual activity. He was also charged for possession of psilocybin mushrooms. See, it all fits together. Drugs, sex, and rock and roll. Get it? Drugs, legalize it. Uh, pornography, legalize it to them. Get it how it all works? Defund police protest leader arrested for child porn. He had 60 child sex abuse images on his cell phone charged with six counts. Signs that say Black Lives Matter, crush all cops. Get it? Skateboard protester. To skate away the hate. Pro- Notice those who always skate away the hate are full of hate. Involve federal protesters riding bikes and skateboards down Route 16 in New Hampshire, wearing their masks. Throughout the protest, DeVries utilized a loudspeaker where he rattled off demands that he claimed were conveyed to him by local chapters of Black Lives Matter. DeVries said, if we divest funds from police and prison systems, we all benefit. See, he didn't want to get arrested and go to jail for what he was doing. Ahead of the protest, he told local news, I feel like this is one of the best things I can do as a father on Father's Day. I want to live in a world where racism is not accepted or tolerated. And I want to live in a community. Well, no, there are communities in this country where people are afraid of the local police. We're not afraid of the local police. We're afraid of scum like you. Anyway, I could go on, but I think I'll hold it back because the Orwellian nature of the world we are living in has reached the point of plasticity in our brains. Father of two, DeVries arranged for the protest to take place on Father's Day. DeVries pleaded not guilty, and the case remains active, and we assume he is innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, yeah, right. Right, right, right. Innocent until proven guilty, right. Well, he shops it to some uh, liberal judge that moved to New Hampshire from New York that moved in there. You know, one of them didn't make it to Vermont. They only stopped in in, in New Hampshire to destroy that beautiful state, turning the Granite State into the uh, Porno State. This is the savage nation we're open for business. And America is under siege right now. We're under siege by those who come up with these fake leftist grievances, tell you that if you're white, you're guilty of a crime for your race, which is absolutely the most racist thing you could ever do. And uh, the country is moving rapidly into, descending rapidly to Germany in the 1930s where all Jews were vilified, and or Cambodia in the 1970s where all middle-class Cambodians that is, anyone who was successful was considered a counter-revolutionary, vilified first by the mobs, mainly 12, 13, 14-year-old punks of the type we see now in the streets of uh, our cities. It was always the youth. Notice that the newspaper always says youth, like that glorifies them, or teen, like that somehow. If you're a teen, you can't commit a crime. What do you mean you can't commit a crime? They commit many crimes, teens. Many armies are, are, have teens in them. By the way, if you have a tip for us on the death threat that I got, tiplinethreat at gmail.com, tiplinethreat at gmail.com, tiplinethreat at gmail.com. I just want to talk about it for one minute because many of you are asking. This threat against myself, my family, and President Trump and his children, all in one vicious, vile, disgusting email, is being investigated by the, let's say, proper agencies, local, state, and federal. That's all. We're just going to leave that hanging there. And since if I am not for myself, who will be, I have to, for a moment, talk about my ratings for one minute. Um, I was put on KABC in Los Angeles this year. I should have been on it from the beginning, but for political reasons, I was kept off the station. They put me on at night, 7 o'clock to 9, on a delayed broadcast basis, again, for political reasons. So the ratings came out, and the June ratings are phenomenal on KABC for my show in Los Angeles. What's interesting is that you got KRLA, where they have the great Larry Elder not, and then you have KEIB run by the competitive network with another unknown, and I beat both of them in the same time slot. And what's interesting is I had no promotion, no nothing, and the show is really taking off in Los Angeles, as I told them it would five years ago, four years ago, three years ago, two years ago, one year ago. So wherever this show appears on the radio or on podcast, it immediately attracts an audience immediately. And I want to thank all of you who are listening to this show, 
whether it be in Los Angeles or San Francisco, wherever it may be. I want to thank you for sticking with me and staying with the show through the best of times and the worst of times. And right now, I am going through the worst of times, not only personally, but on a professional level. Nobody would live through what I am living through. But one day I will tell the story. Today, I cannot tell the story because it would cost me my career. Let's leave it at that. One day, my side of the story will be told. And you'll say, well, why did you put up with it? Why didn't you just leave? The answer is because I believe in America and I believe in my audience. It's that simple. And now that's it. There's nothing else to be said for it. I want to thank you for listening. 855-400-7282 is the phone number. MichaelSavage.com is the website. And uh, the police now are the issue. If you take down the police, the next thing that goes is civility itself. That's why they were called the thin blue line. And don't tell me about the, the occasional law-breaking cop. We know all about it. We know all about it. How about the sacred, sanctimonious, you know, law-breaking leftists? You never hear about them? So now the cops are being defunded and crime is going up. As the cops are defunded, the crime goes up. New York's out of control with the crime wave. And the communist liar who runs the city says that the city has never been safer. That's because he's not arresting anybody. No convictions and no bail. So what do you mean it's safer? Ask the average person who's being mauled in the streets or robbed in the streets or raped in the streets or molested in the streets if they feel like the city is safer. Ask the cops if they feel safer that you unleash the, uh, the fascist street thugs on them. What happened in New York the other day was unheard of. A group of top brass go out near the Brooklyn Bridge to a mob to try to occupy City Hall and they get beaten up by the street mobs, street thugs. And ironically, one of the cops who got beaten up, sadly, was one of those who put his knee down in front of the uh, Black Lives Matter group a few weeks before, got on his knees. They gave him a good beating with sticks. That was the reward for being a patsy. Oh, God, I don't know where this goes. I mean, I study history. I know where history led. I don't know if this country can come back from this tailspin. It's like a plane that's heading to the earth. that's lost its engines heading right to the, to the earth. And you're begging the, for the pilot to please pull you out of the dive. And then you have people on planes saying pilots are racist. Don't let them hit the controls. You understand what's going on here? The only pilot who could pull us out of this dive right now is Donald Trump. So he puts out federal troops and unmarked cars to take the scum off the streets in Portland who were committing mayhem, crime, breaking windows, robbing, beating people up. But because they're youth, the criminal mayor of Portland said, we don't want the feds in our city. Do you approve or disapprove of the feds using unmarked cars to remove violent anarchists off of Portland streets? I approve 100%. By the way, in, 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 in Nancy Pelosi's animal farm, some animals are more equal than others. What do I mean by that? Well, there was an article that came out that I posted on my website that was about the, the hate directed at me and my family and the president that Pelosi had nothing to say about. Nothing. Like it didn't happen. But she's the same Pelosi who defended MS-13 the same Pelosi who wrapped her arms around MS-13 and said they're humans too is mum while Michael Savage hit with an anti-Semitic death threat. And I want to thank the writer of that article in the Washington Times, Cheryl Shumley, for putting it in the proper context. Great article because she put it in context. You hear? No words from Pelosi. No words from the hypocrite liar, Dianne Feinstein. No outrage whatsoever. She writes, where's the swooping defense from the Democrats? Where's the outrage from the left? You know, the ones who like to parade and pretend that all lives matter, black lives matter, even thuggish lives like MS-13 gang members. Remember this from May 2018, a YouTube headline? Nancy Pelosi defends violent MS-13 gang members in response to Trump and says they're not animals. They're not animals. She said, we're all God's children. There's a spark of divinity in every person on earth. And we all have to recognize that as we respect the dignity and worth of every person. How come she hasn't come out to say one word to defend me and say that she's going to help the police get to the bottom of this vile hatred directed at Michael Savage? I guess I'm not one of God's children to her. I guess I have no spark of divinity to Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein. I guess I don't have any dignity worth worthy of humanity, according to Pelosi and Feinstein, two of the finest people the world has ever seen. They threatened to poison me with ricin, shoot me, stab me. And these are watered down terms for what was in there, in that threat. It's full of racism, 
uh, of the lowest order that you could ever imagine. Not one word from Miss Feinstein, who today came out and said she wants to deny federal funds to any state that doesn't impose a mask law. You hear this? That's all that's on her mind. Well, in her case, I would say she should wear a mask for the rest of her public life. Wouldn't hurt me. I think Feinstein should have had a mask on from the day she was a mayor of the city of San Francisco. It would have saved me a lot of nausea. So actually, I like her law, but it shouldn't be applied to states that don't comply with the mask law. I think she should be forced to wear a mask. That's so. Well, she has been wearing a mask. You know, the Chinese communist driver, right? Remember that? The spy who was fired? Oh, you didn't read about that one. She had a driver for many years, turned out to be a communist Chinese plant. And she was still a, she was still on a Senate Intelligence Committee. How did that happen? And then follow all the things that happened in this country from China after that driver was arrested by the FBI and fired by her. Think about that. Think about all the secrets he stole from Dianne Feinstein, and she stayed on the committee. Now we got thrown out of the Senate. Now you know the rest of the story and why the country's in trouble. I'll be right back. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. All right, the virus. I want to talk about COVID for a minute. So many of us know that the government, mainly the Democrat governors, are overplaying the virus. We all know they're overreporting it. We all know that the mortality rate is extremely low. But the rational ones amongst us also know it's a pretty serious virus that should be avoided by most of us who have a brain. We don't want to get it. We don't want to get sick. And, of course, we try to do the things to mitigate. And then you see them overplaying it. And then you all say, well, they're doing it to kill the economy, to hurt Trump. Well, you know, I add that up in my brain and it doesn't make sense to me. Now, why would Gavin Newsom want to kill the economy of his own state? How does that help him in his political ambitions? It doesn't. Don't you understand that we're now running a a great budget deficit in the state of California? Why would he want to run the economy down in the state of California, which doesn't vote for Trump anyway? So that doesn't make sense. Then on top of it all, many of you are being misled by fools in the media telling you it's all out to get Trump. These are high school level educated people who lie day and night for a living, gotten rich doing it. Now they're lying to you that the disease is nothing. It's out to get Trump. So how do you explain that in Vietnam they have these measures, Russia they have these measures, Turkey they have the measures, Muslim countries have the measures, what's all to get Trump? Can't you use logic to understand that you're being misled? Military medics deploy in California and Texas, 18 states in red zone. Drudge Report, virus prompts drastic measures as death tolls set records. Now, all right, my good friend Matt Drudge is focused on the on the virus, and he's using what he has to alert America to the dangers. That's his opinion, that it's more dangerous than you may think. I don't think it's as dangerous as some of the governors want us to believe it is, but can anyone explain to me why Gavin Newsom would want to destroy his own state's economy? If he has ambitions to be president, which everyone knows he does, why would he want to destroy his own state? The state doesn't vote for Trump anyway. The electoral votes are not going to go to Trump from here. So it doesn't make any sense what you're saying. The, the, the virus with regard. And not everything is about Donald Trump. The world does not revolve around Donald Trump. He's not the son. He is not the son. The world doesn't revolve around him. Not everything that happens or doesn't happen is because or related to Donald Trump. And yet you've been brainwashed into believing it does. Admittedly, the newspapers have become total garbage before they were half garbage. Now you open one two seconds later on a website. You can turn it right off. Every other story, Trump did this, Trump did that, Trump made the virus go. Actually, on the on the level of, of the virus and the epidemic, do you know anyone who could have done any better? I remember when he closed China to travel. Do you remember what happened? Pelosi was marching around Chinatown, that lying witch, telling you to have dim sum, that it was good for you. While Trump was closing Chinatown, she said it was racist to close Chinatown. So don't tell me history. I know history better than you do. I don't know anyone who could have done a better job than him. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. How could he get the blame for everything wrong in the world? Why? Because you people on the left are mentally ill. I mean, I wrote a book in 2006 and I I was semi-sarcastic and semi-serious. Liberalism is a mental disorder. I realized you get a Nobel Prize for being a prophet liberalism is probably the most serious mental disorder I have ever seen. It far exceeds that of schizophrenia by itself. I think it's a variety in the DSM of a form of uh, uh, schizophrenia. 
In fact, if I were to, to write the entry into the, into the diagnostic manual DSM, I would say that liberalism is an extreme form and variety of schizophrenia. Michael Savage, a host like no other. How did a British heiress become tangled in what could be the most shocking sex crime in the world? I don't care, Rupert Murdoch. I don't care about sex crimes like this. I don't care about the British heiress. I know you made your fortune through uh, sex pictures in your newspapers. In Australia, you're a genius. To take one newspaper you inherited from your father and to turn it into this vast worldwide global network. I appreciate the genius of your business acumen. Uh, but I'm sick and tired, basically, of the exploitation of people with, with the, you know, you know what. They just gave a million and a half dollars, by the way, the Murdoch son, to uh, the Biden campaign. Now you know the rest of the story, why all those wonderful people at Fox News are uh, who they are and why I'm banned from Fox News. They're running for the Democrats. They work for the Democrats. They don't want a true independent conservative on that, on that network. It's that simple. And what would it do for me? Well, tell me what it would do for me to be on Fox News for two seconds with the other yolls. All the yolls they have there. All the little puppets and marionettes. Who needs it? Trump blames surging violence across country on stupid, stupidly run cities. And Fox News Sunday interview with that schmuck Chris Wallace. I, I can't stand Chris Wallace. I despise him. I can't stand men who have a fixed sneer on their face. This guy looks like he practices to sneer. It's like a weakling sneer. He goes to sleep and practices the sneer probably in the mirror before he lays down to look tough. Well, what kind of man has a sneer like that on his face? Geraldo Rivera, who is he? Why are they even quoting Geraldo Rivera, who was fired from every job he ever had, sent out to like the, the, the sticks to Siberia somewhere on a radio station? Why are they putting him on Fox News with that fake mustache? Can't Geraldo Rivera change his look finally after all these years with that, that, that disgusting, greasy mustache of his? Why is he still on their site? I don't know. Certain things in the media don't make sense to me. All right, let's take some calls because that's what you want to do. I don't know who to take. I have no idea who to take. There's so many good calls. All right, we'll start with roll the dice here. Uh, Where are those of you who believe that the entire world is out to get Trump and that disease is in like uh, even communist nations in order to get Trump? How could you have such a stupid view of the world? So Russia's wearing masks. They're wearing masks in China. What? It's all to get Trump? Even countries that hate him? Are you people that stupid? This is like, you see, this is like a religion now. That I was almost going to do a whole show today on how the left is like a religious movement, which we know, with certain doxies like whites bad, people of color good, earth coming to an end in eight years unless, you know, this is like a religion, like the Ten Commandments of the left. Whites bad, minorities good, that kind of thing. All women oppressed, all men oppressors. That's like the Ten Commandments of the left. But you could do the same thing on the right. World out to get Trump. Don't you see how you're falling into that? Can't anyone think anymore? I'm one of the last. I'm one of the last thinking people in the media for sure. Why do I do this? I have to ask myself why I still do this. If I'm dealing with such resistance in terms of intelligence, I, I mean, I go on Twitter. I can't believe the people on there. Remember I told you to join to see, I'm going to tell you to unjoin soon. I may unjoin Twitter. I don't know what I'm on there for. What a, what a sight, my God. It's like the, 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 the cesspool of the human mind. So what would you like to talk about? All right, let's take some calls. That's all. California Mark Line 7. Go ahead, you're on the Savage Nation. Oh, Michael, thank you for taking my call. I've been listening to you since 2004. And I'm sorry to hear it. And the very first time I listened to you, I hope you'll one day re- repeat that airing. It was your mom who was on the air. I guess she was in New York. And you interviewed your mom for about a half an hour. It was wonderful. Oh, that was before she passed away, I remember. And I asked her about sex, that one. Yes, and, and she was on for about half an hour. I think she was living in New York, but I'm not. No, no, she was in a retirement community in, in uh, Boca Raton, Florida. And it was a bunch of conversation about uh, food and this and that. So then I asked her how she achieved the age at the time of 86. I said, to what do you ascribe your longevity, Mom? And I, she was not an educated woman, and I thought perhaps I was being a little too um, using words that she might not have understood. Well, she caught me off guard. So she said to me, oh, in my case? I said, yes. Yeah. She said, no sex. 
that one. My mother, God bless her, had a sense of timing that was unmatched. A true theatrical person. And she taught me my sense of timing and my sense of humor. God bless her. I know the show. Yes. So what's on, what's on your mind today? Yes, that was the first show I ever listened to. I just want to ask you something. In, you, in your opinion, Michael, uh, what have the Republican Party done wrong over the last so many years for the Democratic Party to pra- practically take over the state? The only thing I can think of was when P- Pete Wilson in 94 tried to implement this illegal immigration about 187. No, no, no. I'll tell you what the Republicans did wrong. They didn't arrest the Democrats who wouldn't permit voter ID. Because once once voter ID was not permitted in, in the state of California, every other state, then the unions, particularly in California, the Service Employees International Union, SEIU, they took control of the state through their demographic voting block, which is uh, 100% uh, workers and mainly Hispanic, and they now run the state like the Tammany Hall ran New York once. It's a machine vote in California. There's a one-party system like in all communist dictatorships or a socialist dictatorship, which it currently is, not yet moved into full communism. And so there's no chance for any opposition party to emerge or any opposition candidate to win because of the large vote of illegal aliens primarily. So you ask what was done wrong? What was done wrong is Republicans didn't go to war over voter ID. That's my opinion. And also, I just wanted to tell you, I am going to vote for Trump because of you of sending me that book, Liberalism is a Mental Disorder. You sent that to me in 06. But the one thing I will never forgive Trump for is he didn't want to recognize the Armenian genocide because my grandmother was the only one out of five children to survive. Everybody was wiped out. And one day on the air, many years Why? You know, I'm, I certainly have talked about that horrendous genocide. Why did Trump not recognize it? What, what was the... Oh, he didn't want to antagonize Erdogan. Is that it? Exactly. You put a hammer right on the nail. Oh, so to appease the dictator in Turkey, he refused to acknowledge the Armenian Holocaust. Yes, the Armenian. Oh, you know, I, I understand politics very well. And I understand he doesn't want to antagonize uh, Erdogan, but I don't think that was right at all. That's terrible. How many yeah. how many Armenians were slaughtered by the Muslim Turks during the Armenian Holocaust? Uh, well, a million and a half passed away. And I'm, I'm very lucky to be here. I'm 68, but during that 1915 to 1960 episode, my grandmother was the only one out of five children to survive by hiding in an attic, and she was skin and bones. And thank God... Why don't you, t- why don't you tell that to the uh, leftists now who are screaming about their fake grievances here in America? <laughs> but thank God the Senate overrode um, him, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad it passed. And, and I well, that's an, I'm glad you talked about it, uh, Mark, and I'm so glad you're such a long-time listener. Um, I thank you very much. And come September 15th, uh, when my soon-to-be-published book, Our Fight for America, is out, I'll start giving them out free on the air at that time. What, what's today's day? God, we're only eight weeks away from pub. That's interesting. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. That's all. Eight five. Now, I don't want to say my number again. You know what? When I do the 855, though, it's like a nervous tick. It's like I'm catching my breath in between thoughts. So I read out my phone number like like a robot. 855-417-282. When you hear me say that, I'm basically, uh, it's like a nervous tick. Because I'm really trying to think about what this, what I want to talk about next, okay? All right, let's go to the next one. Georgia, uh, Susan, line three, go ahead. What's your position on what? Hello, Michael. Um, I, I think I'm going to give you something to think about if you haven't thought about it already. And you may think I'm stupid or whatever, but anyway, I'm going to, here it is. You know, you keep saying that this is not about Trump and, you know, everything isn't against Trump. It's not against Trump. It's against Trump's ideology. Wait, hold on now. What are we talking about? COVID now? So every nation that is suffering from, from the virus is doing it and blowing it up in order to get Trump? What? Come on, don't don't play games with me. You just made an absurd statement. You're saying that every nation on Earth that is showing surges of the virus are doing so to get Trump? No, not to get Trump. Trump's ideology. They want to... Ma'am, ma'am, stop for a minute, please. Try to use reason. Ma'am, stop for a minute. Let's talk together and try to apply logic and reason. Why would a nation like Russia want to to get Trump's ideology out of place. 
think COVID came out of nowhere? No, no, don't change the subject. No, well, it's... No, no, don't change the subject. Why would India, which is an ally of Donald Trump, the leader of India is a great ally of Trump, why would he want to get Trump? Their, it, it, it created their, it put them where they wanted to be. Ma'am, I asked you a question. Let's take India okay. as an example. The head of India is a good friend of Donald Trump. I understand. Why would he want to blow up the data on COVID? I don't know that he is. He, 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 he. What do you mean you don't know what he is? They're all marching around in the same lockdowns and with masks. What do you mean you don't know that he is? Western countries. Well, I mean, again, you're changing the subject. You're not hearing a word I'm saying. Susan, were you ever in a relationship that it lasts very long? Yes, 50 years. <laughs> you're, still, you're still married? Yes. And the man puts up with this? Now, if I know it. Susan, your, your husband puts up with this, this lack of logic? Yes, because he agrees with me. <laughs> well, I don't blame him. He's terrified of you. Yeah, no, Michael. <laughs> ah, come on. Well, okay, whatever. Listen, just try to use reason, Susan. It's not about Trump. There is a virus. It's spreading around the world, and it needs to be controlled. Is it being over? Is it being overplayed by some Democrat governors? Yes. So now, explain to me with your illogic, Susan. Why would Gavin Newsom want to lock down his own state when the state itself is not voting for Trump? Why would he want to destroy the economy of the fifth largest economy in the world? Why? Because. They want to take over the world, have one world government or whatever. Oh, God, you didn't answer my question. You jumped to an illogical conclusion that has nothing to do with what I just asked you. Total control if the Democrats come into power. They'll all have total control. You know, I'm actually losing my breath and I'm trying to I'm trying to actually heal. I'm going to ask you once again, you're going to get one more chance to show that you're not totally a whack job. Why would a Democrat governor like Gavin Newsom kill the economy of his own state when the state does not vote for Donald Trump and the electoral votes from the state do not go to Donald Trump, they'll go to Biden. Tell me why he would want to kill his own state. They want the Democrats in power. You, you didn't, you're not answering me. He, 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 Governor Newsom is in power. What the hell are you talking about? He wants to ensure that the Democrats come into power. Ma'am, you're not answering the question. There's something wrong. Are you over the age of 75? How old are you? Ma'am, are you over the age of 75? 70. Well, you know, honey, I want to be as nice as I can about this. In graduate school, when I was working for my degree, uh, my professor taught me that one of the first things to go in elderly people is not their memory, but their sense of judgment. Please see a neurologist or someone who specializes in brain disorders. I'll be right back. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. The whole world is melted down. Governor Cuomo, speaking of New York and tables and the Copa and Bobby Darren, Governor Cuomo launches Mask Up America campaign with Robert De Niro. Dr. Robert De Niro, graduating the high school of performing arts, is now expert on, on the disease. <laughs> the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo. Andrew never held a job in his life, by the way. Andrew Cuomo was like a dumb son. Vicious and dangerous, but dumb. Never worked in his life. Never produced a product or service that anyone ever needed. Worked on his daddy's campaign. And then became uh, whatever, and then a governor. He's good buddies with another genius who graduated uh, from the High School of Performing Arts, which is Robert De Niro. Now they're telling you have to wear a mask everywhere. Well, let me tell you about masks. Let me leave it to you again so you know a little bit of the facts. If you have to wear them, you have to wear them. Follow the law. Now, the size of the virus is approximately 20 microns. Just think of it 20. Just say 20, whatever a micron is. The masks that you are wearing, especially the cloth ones, have pore sizes, P-O-R-E, not, again, not poor, pore size, P-O-R-E, of approximately 400 microns. So the virus is 20 microns in size. The pore size is 400 microns. That is like putting up a chain link fence to keep out mosquitoes. But you can't tell that to a guy who went to the high school of performing arts, because to Robert De Niro, everything is a performance. You can't tell it to Andrew Cuomo because he can't do math. All he knows is the money comes in and he gets to spend it. 
That's all he knows. He doesn't know how, how it works. He doesn't care that he's driving most of the high earners out of New York. All he knows is the money comes in. Somehow it comes in. Again, I told you already, 20 to 400. That's all you got to remember. Okay, this is the Savage Nation. It's Friday. The show is over. Thanks for listening. Follow me over the weekend by listening to my podcast over and over again. And tell everybody you know how to get my podcast for whatever reason, because it doesn't put 10 cents in my pocket. But it's fun to know you're enjoying yourself. Have a nice weekend. The Westwood One Podcast Network.